welcome. Welcome to Champions for NorCal Kids, a podcast designed to highlight the great champions and work of the youngest members of our community in Northern California. Join us, First Five Shasta Director Wendy Dickens and First Five Tehama Director Heidi Mendenhall as we discuss topics that are focused on children ages zero to five and of course their families. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and cultivate a sense of community filled with hope and connection. Well, hello, Heidi. I'm so excited that we're back to talk a little bit more about the wheel of stress busters that we um, started talking about. So I think today we're going to talk a little bit, or this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about physical activity. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, as we dig into stress busters and the things that can um, increase our toolbox, but not only increase our toolbox for stress, actually physiologically um, shift our hormones that react to stress, I find myself implementing them more in my life, which is not a bad deal. <laughs> not at all a bad deal, right? I, it's so true. I mean, I think people forget um, we used to, when we were hunters and gatherers, have to have more physical activity. And then when we were farmers, we had a lot larger, you know, a lot of times you had large families to help with some of it, but you definitely still had that big um, activity in your life. And then more and more, when we've gotten away from more types of industrial um, jobs and we're at, you know, our desks sitting and working with our brains a lot, uh, the stress levels don't decrease. In fact, they probably have increased. And now those cortisol levels stay high because we don't burn them off in a different way. So physical activity can definitely help with that. I definitely, you know, have tried to implement more exercise in my life by going on different hikes and going on um, my Peloton bike that I have. And I love, um, you know, but I think there's lots of cheap ways that families can do physical activity. And that's what we yes. want to talk a little bit about, right? So yes. self-care, definitely important for mom, dad, yes. care provider, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, whoever it is. But we also want to include the children, include them in yes. this, right? Well, and it's about laying that foundation. You know, we talk a lot at First Five about that. We are that foundational, um, those foundational years of life. And we're developing these social emotional skills. And we're developing a sense of who we are in the world. And you want to develop a sense of who I am as a moving being in the world and that I am somebody who uses physical activity to become healthy and, and lay those, those frameworks. We actually know that the habits around nutrition and physical activity that are laid between the years of three to five can predict physical activity upwards into teenage years. And so it's really critical that we form these health for sure, habits, for sure. not just for our um, physical appearance, but for our mental state and our and for our inner our inner biological state, so so that we can kind of ward off some of those long term diseases and disorders. So so true, and such a great point. And I have to. Well, I'm just going to start by sharing my favorite thing that um, that we do with my family. Walk. It's cheap. It doesn't cost anything. We can do it <laughs> right? anywhere we are. Yep. And you know, and it's great to explore, yes. right? Your own neighborhood, uh, a different community. If you're out on a vacation, or if you're just out of town because you had to go out of town, and it gets you out of inside dwellings. And and sometimes you're even talking about the weather because it's so hot in yes. some of our region, right? But it's still so nice just to get out 
And as long as you are staying hydrated during the summer times and during the very heat and bundled during the, the cold weather, it's still, it's wonderful to explore the environment as you're walking and just talking about how different the temperature in the air is, how yes. different it is to just be um, with each other in this type of weather. And then, you know, whatever you're seeing, right? It is so good to explore. And, you know, there have been times uh, when my children are more or less excited to go walking with me. And so some of the tricks I have is if we can find any kind of vessel, like if it's a little plastic baggie or a little Tupperware cup or a sand bucket, I will grab that so we can create a collection. I love it. That makes them excited to be with us, yeah, right? right? And they want to be collecting. The other thing we'll do, and um, this was when my oldest daughter was around four, this was what would get her to walk with me. She had about a six month period where she wasn't into it. So I would have her bring a notebook and she would take notes and draw pictures. Mm. And I mean, the notes were more or less scribbles, that pre-writing skill, right? right. Um, but yeah, those two tricks really got them to actually engage and be with me and not be whiny. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. My, I remember getting a play a camera for my daughter because she really wanted to take pictures, but then she'd forget that she had taken pictures. So we didn't really need to buy a real one. Right. Yeah. So we would, you know, pretend and I, and she would say, Oh, look at this, you know, picture I took and um, you know, and we would all ooh and all over the pretend picture, you know, she was using her imagination as well. And we, you know, as she got older, then she wanted a real camera and we did get her one eventually, but that kept her engaged in, walking and exercise and keeping her enjoying looking at what yeah, we were seeing yeah. in the environment yeah oh that's really cool well <laughs> shasta county has probably significantly more trails than we do in tahima county but we do have some great trails out by the discovery center in tahima county yeah. so i would invite families to come to those um, we also have some great parks kind of off the beaten path. One would be Ridgeway as a county park, and they have some great fields. So you could actually just go wander and go in circles around their fields, exploring and um, and walking and together as a family. What about Shasta County? Where would you suggest? So we have we do have a ton of different trails in Shasta County. We have some trails along the river. We have the river trail, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so that can be nice during the summer months because you do have some shaded areas and it's a little cooler. And then we have um, a place called Clover Creek Preserve. And it's just a big circle that goes around kind of a preserve area. And there's kind of some paths. They ask that you stay on the path, but there's some paths that down and it has different things that you can look at as well as the sundial bridge area has a, a kind of an offshoot um it's not really a part of the river trail entirely but it can you know be a segue if you take part of it and then the other part kind of is a circle around another preserve and then obviously we have you know all of the trails that lead to a variety of different waterfalls over in the whiskey town area those are fun you can find very easy trails to go on with kids and you know when my daughters were really young we would find those easy ones and mm -hmm. we would end up at a waterfall which they loved right and yeah. then when it's hot you there's enough low areas you just have to be careful that they're not going into the big fast creek which doesn't look very fast the river can be very very swift and not look swift but you can definitely find trails where it's appropriate for them to splash in the water yeah. and then you can also go to mount um to shasta lake and find lots of trails around shasta lake we so we do have a plethora yeah. of bike trails of, of walking paths of walking trails and now our new downtown area is so walkable and bike family bike friendly um which is something that they really strove to achieve so that we would have more families coming out together, walking together, yes. being um, a family together, basically, yeah. right? 
Oh, that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but we have in both Red Bluff and Corning, there are murals popping up and there nice. are little areas we refer to as art alleys. And so you can walk through those as a family as yeah. well. And, and look at the different art yeah. and talk about it and how, who, how was it painted? How would they get it that big? What kind of paint did they use? Yes. I mean, as they get older, you can ask all kinds of different art things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And it just kind of creates my oldest daughter is really observant and into art. My youngest daughter, not so much. And very truthfully, me, not so much. I, <laughs> I okay. strive to appreciate <laughs> okay. art the way my seven-year-old does. Um, so being with somebody that appreciates it like that, you can just follow their conversation while you're getting this physical activity. Right, exactly. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's other types of physical activity. And I love, you know, I mentioned biking. Um, and even with little ones, you can do the tandem bikes. They have really inexpensive, yes. you know, trailers you can buy. You have, I mean, there's really kinds of fun ways to do that. And, um, and then, you know, swimming, of course, we have lots yes. of water. So just making sure that you're children are water safe when you're doing that and getting them swim lessons if you're living around bodies of water. So whether you're, you know, swimming in uh, the lake or you're swimming at a pool, you, you just want to be safe, obviously, yeah. but that's another form of exercise that I think people forget. Like you are yeah. splashing. Sometimes you are more tired and it's, you know, yes, part of it's the sun. Part of it is just be, but you don't realize how much physical exertion you're using inside the water. Cause it, the water's resistant to every movement you're making. Right. So it pushes, when you push and pull with your hands and your feet, you're actually getting more than just walking because you're actually having to go against the water yeah, and it's former assistance in that yeah. muscle training um and we're super fortunate to human county we have two city pools they're both open nice. this year and they both offer very inexpensive swim lessons um for all ages down to down to preschool age and even mommy and me toddlers so um i absolutely urge people to go check the the corning city pool and the red bluff city pool and you have a couple of city pools as well don't yeah. you Yes, yes, we do. We have, well, we have a couple parks that have like splash parks in them. So there's one in Anderson at the Anderson River Park, which also has wonderful, beautiful trails. And then you also have um, a splash park here in Reading, right near the Aquatic Center, which is, um, you know, a public pool basically and has, you know, some fun things for kids to do. But also then you have the big waterworks park, which is a fee base. Um, but then, you know, of course, the lakes are, yeah. there's, you know, a plethora of areas on both of Whiskey Town and uh, Shasta Lake that you can do. But the public pools are definitely very full during the summertime. And it's very inexpensive to go to the city um, pools. So you know, um, it just made me think of, there's this great video and we'll put a link to it. It's from a website called allaboutyoungchildren.org. And it, this website is really great for families and parents and um, educators who are kind of trying to see like how children develop. And so there's a section on physical development. So it might help you understand like what children are ready for at which age. But this video that I'm thinking of is of a father talking about his son in the water and his son was born with really severe CP, so cerebral palsy. And he shares that on land, you can see that he has a disability, but in the water, it equalizes and uh, another kid splashing and, and being feeling happy. And um, so I, I it just brought that to mind. I wanted to share it, we'll link it in. And it is really useful to think about where are your children's strengths? What do they like to do with regard to physical activity and physical development? And how can you do that as a family together? Right. Where can you come together on it? Right. And we know that they'll go through stages where they want to just sit and do nothing. And especially as they get older, they just want to play video games. But it's really important if you start instilling as they're young, 
that they have some physical activity in their lives. They're going to enjoy that and want to be a part of that and continue on with that physical activity as they get older. Yeah. yeah. Those health habits that we right. form, right? They just become a part of us. And it's those um, same kind of thing, those neurons that wire together, fire together, right? right? If you wire and fire that physical activity is fun. We do it together. It's a part of who I am. It's part of my identity. Then it doesn't become a chore later right. in life. Right. And finding, you know, I think we've talked about this in prior podcasts, but just finding what they enjoy doing, like you said, what are their strengths? What do they like? But, you know, as they're getting older, finding the sport or that activity that provides with the physical activity, they don't even realize that it's really exercise to play the soccer that they love to play or the softball or the basketball or whatever it is. Right. But uh, just getting them to stay active and moving their bodies and making sure that they are doing that is going to help later when they need to have that for stress relief, right? And kids need stress relief too. I think we forget that kids get stressed too. They just don't verbalize it the same way we do. And we need to help them learn how to help help themselves, right? So we'll talk in another podcast about mindfulness. That is one way, but you also need physical exertion. Your body really does operate better if you're eating healthy, if you're getting your physical exercise and if you're taking some mindful practice, right? So you really need your body, mind, spirit to get all together, right? And um, so I think we forget that kids need that too. And you have to instill it. Like you said, the neurons that fire together, you know, are important and they're going to stay with you. So absolutely. And it's, it's twofold, right? It's instill the practices so that as they grow, the tools are there and they have the practices and it's we can't prevent hard things all the time. Hard right. things happen. Adverse childhood experiences happen, but we can layer on the experiences that counteract that immunologically and biologically. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so, you know, you say that to think like you might not think that your family is going through a lot of stress and that is an amazing opportunity to learn these skills so that For you sure. have them when you go through that time period. Um, there was something you said, and I was going to piggyback and it's just gone. I got nothing now. (laughs) Well, I think it's, you know, it's just, there's so much to this topic that we could go down so many different rabbit holes probably, but I think it is just, I think it really is just reiterating some of the importance of physical activity as a family, making it fun, making it about the being together, the bonding of being together and really instilling that early on in a child's life is going to help them maintain it when they get older. And if you're sedentary, they're going to be sedentary. So again, actions uh, and modeling speak louder than the words in which you may say to them, do this. If you aren't doing it yourself, they're not going to do it. So if you're sitting and watching TV and say, why don't you go out and play? They're like, well, you're getting to stay in the cool air or you're getting to stay in the warm you know, side of the house. Why can't we? So remembering that kids learn best through modeling. So if you go with them on the walk, if you go with them initially to play soccer and to, you know, it, it really is like swim lessons start with mommy and or daddy or grandma and grandpa or whoever it is. And the child, yes. it's not, you just throw the child into yeah. the pool and watch them swim. Are you sure? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we are, we are enjoying a pool for the first time this year and oh, it nice. has been so lovely. And just to see the differences in our family connection, you know, there's something that we can do all together outside at all these varying different levels. When it's 120. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. It's, huge. <laughs> it's very huge. Oh. I know. 
So the other, the other thing to think about is what you have up around you, your environment that values physical activity. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I think that's so important. You know, if you're living in a big city and you live in an apartment, you may not have the same things as accessible, but you can still go walk, right? You can still ride your bike. You can still find a public pool most of the time. Um, or the YMCA in your neighborhood or, or girls and boys club in your neighborhood, a lot of times we'll have the ability to play basketball, yes. even if you're not playing, you know, with a team, you're just playing as a yes, family. That right? is still stress relief. It still yeah. supports yeah. your, your hormones. And, um, and that is something I, you know, recently we ended up with an extra um, basketball hoop and I was able to give it to somebody who lived within a trailer park that didn't have one. And he was telling Aww. me he plays basketball every day now with his friends. They all go out and, you know, this is really because he asked the manager of the trailer park, hey, there's this empty lot. Can I put this basketball hoop that I got for free on it for everybody? And that manager had the opportunity to say yes or no. And he said yes. And so that Just shifted that manager, right? Yeah, yeah. Like now all the children that live there can have this stress release opportunity. Well, and the other point to all of that and, and what is kind of like sometimes the uh, elephant in the room is that you're keeping the kids out of trouble when you do that, right? Like, so if, yeah. you know, he had said no, well, then the kids could be finding other things to be doing instead of playing basketball. Um, so also finding activities and obviously these are older kids. We wouldn't want our five-year-olds playing basketball by themselves, but maybe you still would help yeah. them stay active. Um, but I think, you know, the other piece is finding, again, resources within your community, wherever you're living, to be able to do something you enjoy. And one of the things that came to mind as we were talking, we have um, cornhole that we got, right? And yes. I know it's not extreme physical activity, no, but, but you're still you're throwing, you're yeah. moving, you have to go retrieve the bag. So you're still doing stuff during that. So even if you can't do something big every day, um, you can do something smaller, right? And physical activity should happen at least 20 minutes a day. Um, and for young children specifically, you probably want it more. Minutes. Yeah, yeah like you want more. Active physical play for up to 60 minutes. And for, for young children, um, and you mentioned play. Like, yes. so physical activity is very closely linked with play. Definitely, right? and definitely. You know, if you are interested, you can look back at some of our other podcasts talking about the influence of play on brain development. But physical activity can also, with adults, help bridge us into to play. Yes, right? which is so important for our stress relief and, yeah. and our own, you know, self-care and, you know, and playing with your kids is like one of the frisbee or, you know, you know, just tossing a ball back and forth. Yes. Like you, again, don't have to have a large space, but most city blocks have somewhere now that's designated for people to go. If it's, you know, a little park or just a little grass area yes. where you can throw the ball back and forth, roll the ball on the ground, have your baby on the, on a, you know, blanket and, you know, just roll the ball, even in your on your uh, floor, your yes, living room floor, exactly. because, you know, obviously your baby is going to need less uh, movement area than an older three, four-year-old. Um, but even your baby needs, you know, tummy time initially, that's physical activity. Yes. If people aren't aware, that is definitely important. And tummy time is a huge part of their development and a part of how we make sure that they're getting the strength yeah. they need. And that's their physical and activity. Believe it, lay down on your stomach and do a Superman for 20 right. minutes and oh. see if you're not tired. Yeah, right? Superman so for 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so that 20 minutes of tummy time yeah. is exhausting for, you know, babies under six months old. Like it's just 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So just remembering, you know, physical activity looks different based on your age of your child and based on, you know, how much room you have available, but you can still make it happen. And, you know, I think we talked about it during play, but you could even do the floor is lava and that's physical activity because you're running around the room, you're doing things. So if it's way too hot to go outside, which it is sometimes, um, or way too cold and rainy to go outside, then play a game inside that requires they do some physical activity and that's why I think some schools do like you know Simon says and uh does yes, pieces of that because Simon says is if you can get a lot yeah, of physical activity totally as long as Simon's saying physical activity things yeah no <laughs> but it's true <laughs> all right so I just pulled up um one of the aces aware self-care toolkits that we mentioned last time Perfect. and so I thought it might be kind of fun to end um talking about these goals that you could set perfect yeah so um, we'll, in the podcast notes, you'll have a link to the self-care toolkit. And this is a part of the ACEs Aware work that Wendy and I have both um, shared that our counties are partaking in. And this toolkit specifically is for pediatrics. There's also one for adults that you can set goals to think about how you can increase this stress buster. So the first, um, the first idea that you might use for setting a goal around physical activity is limiting screen time to less than one hour per day. Which is so important, especially for young children. And the American Association of Pediatrics, they recommended for a long time, no screen time. And then I think that they just didn't wanna fight parents as much anymore. And there are some apps that are okay, but even for young children, you really should be eliminating it to you know, none as much as possible well, zero to or, two, I think, I think aren't they still yeah zero yeah, to two but, none yeah and then two to four probably 15 minutes and then then you can start to increase it a little bit but really honestly limiting screen time as much as possible is probably the best so that one is definitely an important one I think and then the second one would be working at least 20 minutes every day which we already talked about a little bit and then more than that for young children right 60 minutes is what they really say and obviously not for a zero to one, you know, but definitely for your three, four, five, that's going to actually help you as a care provider because they're going to want to sleep when they're supposed to sleep because they're going right. to be a little more tired. Yeah. We, you know, we've talked about how all these stress buses are connected, but sleep and exercise very closely linked, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so then the other one, man, Wendy, we were right on was would you set a goal of finding a type of exercise that you enjoy doing together? Love it. See, look right. at us. Yeah. Look at we hadn't pulled this up yet. When we <laughs> do it. Um, and then you get your child involved in a sport, dance class, or other form of regular exercise. That makes it easier for you because then they're already kind of scheduled to do that. And then you're not always trying to keep, come up with something for them to do physically. And that really is something that you can find out if they love. And I know my daughters did dance for a really long time and loved it. And it is something they've carried through. My oldest, who's 20, that she's carried it into. She talks about her dance all the time. She's carried some of those principles into her life and into her work and the hard work that she has to do. And that's true for most sports, right? Um, you know, because there's some rules that they have to learn yeah. how to follow. And there's, you know, some lessons that you have to learn how to be a good loser and how to be a good winner. I think both of those are important. And we'll probably talk about that in a different podcast, yeah. but definitely finding a sport they enjoy doing, even if it's track and field or some other piece that doesn't have necessarily the same kind of teaming, because maybe they're not as much into teams right. as they Especially are into some young, of Yeah, young yeah. Is, is hard with those teams. 
Well, and Wendy and I both did gymnastics. So yeah, you know, gymnastics. gymnastics isn't a team sport until you're much older. Older, right? yeah. <laughs> then you're on a team and you kind of have team, but you're yeah. still doing individual. It's weird, but yeah, it's definitely not a team sport until you're older. Well, and I would urge you, I know both um, both the first fives, Shasta and first five Tehima, we try our best um, to share out opportunities to sign up for these yes, sports, right? Yes. So when we see things that are available from our younger children, so if you follow us on social media, you will hopefully see opportunities that you can sign your kids up because I know that was a barrier for me. I didn't always know when am I supposed to look for soccer signups? When am I supposed to look for these things, right? right. And um, that just reminded me, we actually have uh, provided some funding for some scholarships for the city of Reading grasshopper sports, which are for the zero to five youth. So, you know, be watching for that. And they definitely have all of their information up on their website for the city of Reading grasshopper and recreation. So you definitely be watching for those kinds of announcements because it is sometimes you don't, you don't know as a parent, yeah. like, oh, I missed that. Oh, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last one, which is of course, totally up our, our alley is create your own goal. Be create, you, be you, right? be you, boo. Yes, I know. Right. So I think that's uh, also really important uh, for you as a parent or a care provider or, you know, an aunt and uncle who is really involved with your, you know, little, I think it's really nice to have your own goal, but also asking them, yes. what do you want yes. to have happen every, you know, and obviously they're going to probably change it if they're two, 14,000 times yes. and three and that's and, okay, and that's okay yeah. you know, um, but you're modeling how you start to set goals and how you talk about goals and, and the importance obviously of exercise, if you're having conversations about it, right? Yeah. Definitely. I have a close friend that, um, just set a family activity goal. So she's really into closing the loops on her, um, on her watch and she recently bought a dental practice. Uh, her name is Dr. Stroying in uh, Tehama County. And she's finding that she's working a bit more than she had anticipated ah. as a working mom buying the practice. And so she set a family activity goal so that she was not working out as much as she wanted and she wasn't spending as much time as she wanted with the family. So the goal great was goal. family activity I love daily, it. right? Yeah. yeah, and that's such a great way, again, to come together as a family, stay connected, and get in that physical activity, which she probably really needs because I hear dental practices are a very stressful <laughs> endeavor actually. Right. So uh, who knew? Yeah. And um, I didn't, cause I'm not a, a dentist, but definitely, you know, a very stressful practice. And yeah. when you own a business of any kind, you can find yourself working more than you should probably. Um, and so you definitely need to find some release in that. Yes. So doing it as a family is yes. going to keep the family like, you know, having some of that thing. Yes. So, so if you want to find out what Wendy and I's goals are, please follow us on social media. I think we'll each be posting our yes, personal exercise goal on Instagram and um, we would love to hear what your goals are as well. Yes, please let us know and let us know what your littles love to do. Cause we love to hear those things too. Uh, give us a good story, a shout out and um, we'll definitely read them. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. Remember to check out the links in the podcast or go to our websites, www.first5shasta.org or www.first5tehama.org for any additional information, resources, or needs. You can also directly email either of us, Wendy at W-D-I-C-K-E-N-S at F-I-R-S-T-5 S-H-A-S-T-A dot org or Heidi at H-M-E-N-D-E-N-H-A-L-L -L at F-I-R-S-T-5 
T-E-H-A-M-A dot com. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you'll join us again. Remember, it only takes one person in a child's life to make the difference in building resiliency. Will you be that person?